this. Everybody look around and say, get ready. A little more enthusiastic. Say, get ready. Get ready. I'm so excited. Okay, I'm just thrilled that we get to be here. Don't be disappointed that we're not doing the bonfire. This is actually the first time we actually try to do the bonfire in October. We've always done it the second Friday of November. So Papa Rainey was actually like, isn't this when we usually do it? And we're like, oh, yeah, I guess so, because of COVID. So it's going to be perfectly chilly, which if you're anything like Q or anybody, like it's going to be cold. So the bonfire will make it like steaming hot. It will, you know what? It's going to help a lot of people to know you don't want to go to hell because it's hot. So it's hot. It's hot. So I thought when people showed up in T-shirts and they're like walking around, but if you stay by the fire, you're fine in a T-shirt, as crazy as that sounds. It's booming big. Okay, so we're going to have a good time, but this Friday night, don't miss it. It's going to be awesome. We're going to have a great time. We'll be in the youth building, and we'll have a great time. So this is going to be a good time. Okay, I'm going to put it here because I'm going to try to be good with time. Do you believe me or not? We believe in you. Okay, that was very weak, but I love your hearts. Okay, so I'm going to be talking about to know God is to trust him. So to know God is to trust him. That's a really big statement. So to trust God is to know him. You cannot trust God without knowing God. I don't know about you, but how many people do you trust if you don't know them? Right? You know someone, if you know their character, if you know their attributes, then all of a sudden you begin to build this trust. To know God is to what? Okay, okay, we got to work with this, people. Put your shoulders back, talk. I know you got these silly masks on, but look, to know God is to what? Trust him. To know God is to trust him. So I know God, so I trust God. Say that with me. Say, I know God, so I trust God. That's right. So you're going to know God, so you trust God. On Sunday, I gave a story. I was in worship, and we're just worshiping. And sometimes if I get the opportunity to get up between, you know, worship and and the word, uh, uh, I often will just go, what do you want me to say, Lord? Is there anything? And sometimes he'll just show me a picture. Sometimes it's nothing. But oftentimes he'll, like, lead me into something. And so I'm standing there. All of a sudden, I'm back at San, in Sanford, Florida, and I have my four kids at the bar. I'm in the kitchen. I'm making breakfast. This was a real story. This really happened. I'm having this memory flashback. And I'm kind of thinking, sometimes when I start to see things as I'm in prayer, I'll think, what am I thinking about? Have you ever done that? Have you ever been talking to God? And then you're like, what am I doing? And sometimes if you're riding an alligator naked, that's just weird. But sometimes it's God speaking to you. Okay, so sometimes it's pepperoni pizza, but sometimes God is just putting things into your mind. He's like speaking to you, okay? So look to your neighbor and say, it's okay, it's okay, you're, you're learning to know God. You're learning to hear God, okay? You're learning to know God, you're learning to hear God. So I've had people say to me, I had this, and I'll look at them and say, no, nah, that wasn't God. But sometimes things just become subtle, and it's almost like, am I having this memory? So I'm, I've learned Because I know God, I've learned to trust him when he brings up a memory. So, as I'm standing there in worship and I see this memory of these kids, my four kids plus a girl at the the bar, at the kitchen bar, and I'm making, I have a big kitchen, and I'm making breakfast, all of a sudden I remember Tatiana. And how many of you heard this story Sunday morning? So Sunday morning, I I shared about this girl, Tatiana, who is, she's an only child. And as I'm making breakfast, how many of you are only children? Right? The only children. Now, you may not have to have shared anything, but how many of you have siblings? You have to share everything, even things you don't want to share, right? So Tatiana is an only child, and she's sitting at the, at the bar, and she asks me at the very beginning of, for orange juice. She wants her glass of orange juice. And I remember looking at her going, we'll get to the orange juice, but I have a lot of things to do because in 
my home, probably like in your home, if your kid, you don't get orange, I didn't give my kids orange juice every morning because they would drink all the orange juice and never eat the protein. They just like want to fill up on juice. So I would be like, you'll get it, you'll get it. And so I told her that. Well, then she starts to get agitated and her mom was there and I was making this big breakfast. My kids, they all knew if mom said they're going to get orange juice, they sat there, they were really quiet. And I mean, not like they weren't talking, but they weren't fretting over the orange juice. Tatiana is like nervous about the orange juice. Like seriously. And she's like, mom, am I going to get the orange juice? I'd really like some orange juice. And I'm like, chill out, kid. We're going to get the orange juice. But this isn't the time for the orange juice. I'm still working on the pancakes. You know, we're having time. And so her mom looks at me and she goes, I, I, I know that you're busy doing this, but can I get the orange juice and I, can I pour Tatiana a glass of orange juice? Like her mom is so attentive to her daughter. And I told her, I said, I said, Tamara, let me just, she'll get the orange juice. It's okay. And the whole time, it seemed like such a small thing, but Tatiana did not enjoy it until she had her orange juice and then she could hold it. But my kids knew if mom says you're going to get it, they're going to sit there and they're going to wait. They know the process and they trust me. So when you know someone, you trust them, right? Tatiana didn't know me. She's used to getting things instantly. But sometimes it shows maturity to have things go a little bit slower. And if we're patient, that really shows maturity. I'm not saying that you're being lazy. I'm saying if you're patiently waiting, that shows maturity in Christ. And it shows that you know him, thus you trust him. So after church, my friend Amy called me up. And there was a girl that's a single mom. And she had a baby from a guy that was really, uh, you know, it's a good thing they're not together. And so this girl's after church saying, oh, Miss Amy, I've been going to church, and I just really want a Christian husband. And she hasn't been going to church that long, okay? But she's like, I just really want a Christian husband. And Amy looks at her, and she goes, you need to just wait for your orange juice. She goes, you just need to wait for your orange juice, and you need to trust God and just sit yourself still and stop fretting. So look to your neighbor and say, you just need to wait for your orange juice. You just need to wait for your orange juice. Because there's some things that God's, he's already working. He's already put it together. And you're fretting and you're thinking, I'm never going to get it because I want this more. God wants to give you more than you can ever imagine. You can trust him. Amen? Amen. He's a good God. He's a faithful God. So we're going to talk about some attributes of God, the characteristics of a good father. So I'm going to pray that we hear him, that we know him. So let's sit up and I'm going to pray. So let's lay, as I pray over your ears, I pray over your heart. If you're new to this, we literally just put our hands, just put your hands on your ears, put your hands on your heart and put your hands on your head. When I say it in the prayer, you don't have to do it right now. It's not a game. It's not like that. Okay. It's not like Simon says. When I do, (laughs) so to clarify, some of you are like, oh my gosh, what are we doing? So when you do that, I just do that as a symbol. Like, God, I'm giving you my ears because there's a lot of things that go in my mind that I don't want to go in my mind. And you know what I'm talking about? There's things that you have to learn, but you don't want to be thinking about. These are things that you want to be thinking about. These are things that seeds that you want to be taking and, and growing in. So, Father, we pray tonight that you would just open our minds to receive the word. Holy Spirit, would you come in? Clear our minds, clear our thoughts. We come against distractions. We put aside our phones and we give this moment to you. We prioritize you and your word. We ask that you'd open our ears. Give us ears to hear what your spirit is saying to us today. And Lord, we lay hands on our heart and we just give you our heart and we pray whatever is put to us that we, we may repent and we may get in line and get filled up and take the seed of your word tonight. In Jesus' name, amen. Amen. Okay, so I'm going to go through this and we're going to be quick, but you're going to be listening, okay? So another story that I, want, that I felt to share was you might have heard me say this, but it's worth sharing again, especially in context of this. I was, 
I had a daughter. Our first child needed surgeries. When she was born, she had to have probably 11 to 12 surgeries. And I was dealing with who God was. As a person that got saved at 18, I was probably 24. I am in a church, and my friend gets up. I was probably 25. My, I'm still dealing quietly, not telling anyone that I'm struggling with God being my healer because my daughter's still walking through things, and she wasn't healed as I wanted her to be healed. It was a process. I was going to have to be patient and see his hand over time. But how many of you like instantaneous things, right? You don't want to see people walk through pain, especially children, right? And so I had to trust him that whatever we were walking through, he was going to turn around for good. So I'm in service. I never told anyone about this inner struggle because I was embarrassed. I was a pastor's wife. We were full-time ministers, and I didn't want to tell people that I was struggling. Can I just tell you, you are in process. You will never have a full realization of who God is till you are standing before the throne. So that means you have plenty of moments and plenty of days to have real revelation of who God is. And the Bible actually says that in, in heaven, that the, the, the elders are stand, they're in front of the throne and that they, they are singing 24-7, holy, holy, holy is the Lord God Almighty who was and is and is to come. And it says that then they lay themselves before the Lord. They just, they prostrate themselves. And they say that it, it describes the scenario that they keep getting new, fresh glimpses of who he is so much that they're in awe of him. You and I can never get enough of God. We should never be bored with him. If you think God is boring, you're boring, he's not boring right? And there is this moment where sometimes we have this quandary where we're in a circumstance and we want to refer back to something maybe that we learned maybe last year in Kyle if you if you just, or maybe last week in Kyle if you're a new believer, or maybe, maybe if you're privileged to hear God, about God in kindergarten, maybe something that you thought, well, I have to refer back to that. Sometimes God brings us into situations not to reveal that we have a lack of faith, but to bring us into a new trust and a new knowledge of who he is. Not sometimes, always. He never sets you up for failure. He always sets you up for a new revelation of who he is. And when we know God, we trust God. And when we know God and we trust God, we do great things and we see him do works that we could never imagine. Amen? Are you with me? I'm not angry, I'm passionate, but you've got to be speaking with me. Are you getting this? So don't miss this moment because you're thinking about some paper. that's new. Take this time, prioritize God's word. In your thoughts, I'm not in your brain. Let this be your moment, okay? So there's this moment where I'm standing in worship, and my friend gets up. She was kind of a new friend to me. She's a professor. She had more degrees than I did. She was probably five, seven years older than me. And she was just, like, very articulate. Not that I wasn't, but she'd been raised in the church. I hadn't. She gets up, and she starts talking about how God doesn't heal and doesn't always heal, but also God makes people this way, and he makes the dead, the deaf, and he makes those that are blind. And he was, she was taking a, a scripture, and she was taking it and making a whole theology out of it. You have to look at the scripture and put it in context also with the New Testament. Do you understand what I'm saying? So she was taking an Old Testament scripture and basing her current theology where Jesus has come, and there's, there's newness and there's a fresh revelation, Okay. So sometimes you read things in the Old Testament, you're like, I don't know. Let me just tell you, Jesus is the fulfillment of that, okay? So if you don't understand what I'm talking, the Bible is put into two different parts. We have Bibles. Actually, they're not here, but if you need a Bible, we have them for you. And they're very, they're very great Bibles. They're like $27. They're not cheap. 
and someone buys them for you to have good Bibles. And we give devotionals because we want you to have the word. It's good in your phone. That's helpful, but we want it in your hand. So what happens is the Bible's in the Old Testament and the New Testament, right? God is three parts, the Father, Son, and what else? The Holy Spirit. So the, the, the three are in one. It's not three different gods. It's three in one, okay? That's called the Trinity. So in that, Jesus, the Father, and the Son, they're all together in all of the Bible. But in the New Testament, Jesus comes to the earth. He didn't just, he's not just like all of a sudden created. He always was, but he came to earth as the form of a man, okay? So that helps you to understand that's the fulfillment, okay? And God loves you, and he has done everything on his part for you to succeed in this life. Do you hear that? He's done everything. He's done everything. He's not left one thing undone so that you cannot be fulfilling everything that he's called you to. Okay, so it says in, in this story, to give you a little setup of what's going on, why this message is important to me. In this story, I'm hearing this girl, this woman, talk about God and how he does this, and he kind of causes sickness. And it's messing with me because I'm like, she sounds right because she has so much knowledge. But as I go home, it's, this isn't something that I, I hope I know. This is something, this is what I'm standing for every day for my child. I need to know that he's a good God and that he heals her and that he did not cause this. Because if he, I believed he caused it, how could I ask him to take it all away? Right? So I needed to have a fresh revelation of who he is. He does not cause disease. He heals disease. Okay, so I'm, I'm, I'm in this moment, and I'm kind of grappling because I kind of felt like somebody upped me on who they knew God as by the way that they talked. Have you ever been there? And so I'm, I'm standing, and all of a sudden, I'm, I'm, I'm in the bathroom, and I'm, I'm kind of stressing, and I'm getting ready. How many of you, just the Lord will speak to you when you're just doing mundane things, right? And so I'm, at, I'm in the bathroom, and I'm just thinking about it, and, I, and I'm asking God, I'm really confused about this. And, when you're really confused, just know that's not God, period, because God's not the author of confusion. So as I'm, I'm standing there, all of a sudden, I hear the Holy Spirit who speaks now. Who, raised, who, who was, who was the, 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 the force that rose Jesus from the, the grave? The Holy Spirit. Who was the force that raised Jesus from the grave? Good. Do you hear how I help you? Okay, that's homeschool mom coming out, all right? Who, helped, who, rose, who was the force that rose Jesus from the grave? Who helps you to come out of dead places that you've been, then you've been a part of in your life? Who helps you and brings lies to the surface to reveal them to bring truth? Who will always lead you to the Father and to Jesus? Who always leads you in truth? So the more you know the Holy Spirit, the more you know the Father and the more you know the Son. That you will not get wacky by knowing the Holy Spirit. If people say they know the Holy Spirit and they flow in the Holy Spirit and then they're just going to go off that way, that's not God. That's their flesh. The Holy Spirit will always lead us to Jesus, okay? So what happened is, as I'm standing there, I'm in the bathroom. I hope you're getting this. Are you guys getting stuff? So as I'm, as I'm in the bathroom, the Holy Spirit says to me, because he reads our thoughts. He knows, our, he, knows, he knows the emotions we're feeling. He knows why we're having the emotion before we understand what, that we're having the emotion. Siri doesn't know, but Jesus does. So we'll get right to that. So, so what happens is I'm standing there, and the Holy Spirit speaks to me. He says, who do you say that I am? And I remember I went from confusion to fret 
to I put my shoulders back and I look in the mirror and I, t- I tell him, you are the son of the living God. You are the Messiah. You are the king of kings and the Lord of lords. You are the great I am. You are the Jehovah Rapha. You are the God that heals me. And as I began to say and remind, my faith was built up. My trust was built up. When I speak the truth, the trust comes up and higher. Even if I've not had revelation of it yet, the word trumps it. The word trumps your emotions. The word trumps your circumstances. Not to say you're not a real, you're not really having this emotion. It's stronger and it's better. You cannot build a life of influence on emotions. You must build on the word of God. Amen? I'm not angry. I am passionate. That's my disclaimer. So if you're new, I'm really not angry. Okay, so I want, you to, I want you to have this revelation of who do you say that God is? Who do you say that God is? Because who you say he is determines how you live your life. Look to your neighbor and say, who do you say that he is? Because who you say he is determines what? Who you say God is determines what? Okay, just so you know, I'm pretty much giving you every answer I ask, okay? So just kind of like listen if you stay and look at the notes and all this. Okay, okay so this is a little equation. Knowing is having a relationship with him. Knowing is having a relationship, and, and having a relationship gives you trust. Okay? And in the, in the Old Testament, they'll even say, Noah knew his wife. It is a form of intimacy. When you know God, you, you literally know him so much that you can understand him. You have a relationship, and something comes out of that called trust. So if you don't have trust in your life, I want to ask you, do you have a relationship with God? That gets down to it, doesn't it? Because some of us will go, I just have a hard time trusting. No, I'm not asking about your earth father. I'm saying, do you know your heavenly father who has sent his only son? Because if you understood that, then you would have a relationship with him. And then you can trust him when he says, hey, break up with that person. They're not leading you the right way. And you'll trust him when he says, hey, give up that class. I want you to take this class or give up this club or go towards this. And instead of going, I can't trust you because you'll know that God doesn't set you up to fail. Now, that doesn't mean you're going to win every game. But let me just tell you, his perspective is bigger than your perspective. Amen? That's good stuff, right? So knowing equals relationship and relationship what? Equals Somebody be taking a picture and snapping this and putting this up on Instagram. Somebody, come on, tag me. If I don't look good, I'll move to the side so I look thinner. Okay, you guys need to post this stuff up. You need this. This isn't me just saying, I want to give you a good message. Let me tell you, this will change your life if you let it. Amen? So we're going to go to the next one. You took it. Tag us. Okay, trust is built in the mundane. Trust is built in the what? Trust is built in trials. Man, trust, often people go, I'm building trust. You don't build a trust in the storm, you build it in the mundane. I don't build a relationship with my husband in front of everyone, I build it in the back. And then you see it in the front. Are you with me? I don't build a relationship with my leaders or with any of you in the front and say, this is it, I'm going to just take a picture. That's good, but let me just tell you, it's built when you know that I'm, I'm carrying you and I'm praying for you. 
You got it? Okay, this is good. The more you trust God, the more you know God, the more you get to experience awesome things with God. Stop carrying somebody else's coattails and hoping you just get to get to heaven. You get to heaven. You go in and say, I know that I know him. Because God's not going to say, you, you followed mama, right? There's no mama in front of you. There's no granddaddy in front of you. There's no Miss Jenny in front of you. It's you before God, and he's going to say, do I know you? That's what the Bible says, do I know you? Because there's a scripture that says that Jesus said that they said, but I preach, I perform miracles, I cast out demons. And he looks at them, these preachers, these deliverers, and he looks at them and he says, I never knew you. Depart from me, you wicked one. Dude. So let me just tell you something. How you know God doesn't matter if no one else can see, he sees. That's good stuff. Okay, trust is tested in the dark. Trust is what? In the? Trust is tested in the? Man, it's tested in the storm. Okay, trust is seen in the peace. Or did you get the picture of it? You got it? Trust is seen in the peace to handle hardships. I have a friend right now. You have a girl that goes to our church, 29 years old. One-year-old, 29, newlywed, married two years, and guess what? Stage four cancer. And they told her, you're terminal, never left. Can I just tell you, she got a huge praise report today, and they are like saying, You've, these, there, there's three cysts, three tumors. Two of them are gone. The other one in her liver is half the size. And they are astounded. Is she still walking through this? Yes, but let me tell you about my God. He's faithful and he's good. And the whole time, she has been telling people, God does not give disease, he heals disease. She, this hardship has revealed her trust and her peace is in him. That doesn't mean that she doesn't get shaky, but let me tell you, we lift her up and we come around her, right? Okay, so trust is seen in your uh, in the peace to handle hardships. Trust is seen in your worship and gratitude. When you have no idea how he will do it, you still worship, you still have peace. Oh, come on. Some of you, you, you want to go, I want to I give God the glory, and I want to tell him about, sometimes you don't know the story, and you're not aware of 1,000 things that he's doing. You may be aware of two things that he's doing on your behalf. How about you just stand and worship him, because he's doing so much that you and I can't even fathom. Some of us need to have a habit of bowing every day. When I get out of bed, the first thing I do is I go to my knees and I say, God, I give you this day. I am inept without you. I have nothing without you. And I give you this day, whatever you have, I give you this day. And at the end of the day, I had my whole day, I get right back. It doesn't mean I haven't prayed all day. I get on my knees, put my hands up before the Lord on my bed, and I say, God, I give you this day and I thank you for all that you've done that I've seen and I haven't seen. And I praise you for what you're doing. And that to you might go, well, that's, that's pretty far. I literally just have to thank him because there's so many things that he's done that I am not aware of. And there's so many miracles that have happened that I did not know were going to happen before I got up. Amen? Okay, we can trust him. Sometimes what looks like it didn't work out actually really worked out well. Man, that's good stuff. You are still growing in your relationship with God. Give yourself grace to grow. Because God's power in your life is sometimes the ability to endure and be patient. Everybody wants a great praise. I do too. 
And I love that. But can I tell you, sometimes it's just the ability to be standing. There have been times that I've walked through some really hard times that felt like I was walking through the fire. And I can remember thinking, today, what I give you today is that I got out of bed. And because I got out of bed, I give you the glory for that. And that's my faith walk for today. Don't try to impress anyone else. Just be real with God. Be authentic. Amen? You are still growing. Give yourself grace to grow. Some of you, you beat yourself up. I didn't trust it. Just give yourself grace. Right? Whew. Trust in the dark what you heard in the light. Trust in the dark what you heard in the light. Trust is the result of knowing his character. God's character are his attributes. Pattern is greater than potential. That's very important. I just was talking to you. I think I said this to you today, didn't I? Pattern, we have a CMIT, Campus Ministers in Training, that we actually are partnering with VCU, which is where Margaret's going tomorrow to VCU, the campus at Kyle And so what happens is they've told me, don't look for people's potential. You might have all the potential. He said, we don't want potential. Mark, Mike didn't tell me this. Alex Rodriguez, who's one of the, you are going to love him. He is the main speaker for SALT. He is a good friend of ours. He came last September. Alex met him. Some of you guys got interviewed by him to see if they'd give us a CMIT. You guys did great because we got the CMIT. So what happens is, if you want to know the CMIT, it's an after you graduate from college program for you to give a year to God and Many people have given their lives, like Ricky, Sierra. Like, it's been amazing. So we have been privileged to be one of the few Chi Alphas to have this thing, right? So it's a big deal. What I'm telling you is that they told me, they said, we don't care if someone has potential. We look for patterns. I don't care if they can preach the house down. Are they faithful and don't, if they don't gossip? Do they stay true to their job? Do they show up? Do they, do they do what matters? Can I just tell you, you be faithful, and as you're faithful and trusting God in the little things, that will build to bigger things, right? And God's pattern is steady. He is who he is, he will always be who he is, and he does not change. So when you don't see it because you are, you're looking and going, I don't see God, let me just tell you, he is faithful, he is good, because his pattern's already been set. His character is gold, purer than gold. Amen? Okay, pattern equals character. I don't know why I was into a lot of symbols today. I just felt symbolic, okay? Pattern equals character. Qualities are attributes. It is who you are, okay? I have a lot of great attributes. I shouldn't say great, good attributes. But I have a lot of, oh, great, thank you. But I have a lot of gaps, God has no gaps. He doesn't have this, oh, yeah, that's the bad part I forgot to tell you. He has a temper. He doesn't have a temper. Okay? So let me just tell you, in this, not against you, he does not like sin, okay? But let me tell you, pattern is greater than potential, and pattern equals character and qualities are attributes. It is who you are. So now we're going to get into this. You will grow because he is forever the same. He's he's still the same. You will grow in your revelation of who he is. So he's going to build his trust. He's going to have things that are going to come into your life, and you're going to go, okay, God, I see this in you. And sometimes you're going to go, well, I just trust you because this is what your word says. But then there's some things that you will know that you know that you know because God has walked you through that and you know that he's good. 
Amen? And so many of us go, I want a relationship. I've had people say, I want to pray like you pray. Do you want you? Good, follow me, but there's a lot of fire to go through. Amen? You don't just get that trust by just showing up and going, I'm just going to open my Bible when it's convenient. You have to do the hard things. Okay, so we're going to go through his, Alyssa's going to come up. We're going to go through his attributes like this. God is spirit. He thinks, feels, speaks, and can have a direct relationship. Can you grab one of the other bikes or pull that up so that'll be quicker? Um, he feels, speaks, and can have a direct relationship with creatures made in his image, which is us. He cannot be seen with natural eyes or perceived by our natural senses. God can manifest himself in bodily form and thus be perceived by him. That was what we did through Jesus. But the essence of God cannot be seen. So God is what? Spirit. Say, so look at the first, par- first, first what, sentence. God is what? Spirit. So she's reading these scriptures. Uh, John 1.18 says, No one has ever seen God but the one and only Son, who, him, who is himself God and is in closest relationship with the Father, has made, has made him known. And then... John 4. 24. And Jamel. Is Jamel here? Yeah, there you are. Come on. You're so hidden. Your hat, your mask, your glasses. And then 24 John 24 says, God is spirit, and his worshipers must worship in the spirit and in truth. So number one, again, God is what? He's spirit. Okay, number two, God is infinite infinite. He is not subject to natural and human limitations. He is throughout and greater than his creation. He is eternal. Say say it with me. God is infinite. Okay, so he's going to read the scriptures. But will God really dwell on earth? The heavens, even in the highest heaven, cannot contain you. How much less this temple I have built. That was 1 Kings 8.27 and then Revelation 8 or 4, 8 through 10. Uh, Surrounded the, the throne were 24 other Oh, that's thrones. what I said. That was the scripture. And seated on them were 24 elders. They were dressed in white and had crowns of gold on their heads. From the throne came flashes of lightning, rumble, rumblings, and peals of thunder. In front of the throne, seven lamps were blazing. These are the seven spirits of God. Okay, so God is what? Infinite. Say it with me. God is? Infinite. Okay, now we're going to go into God is? omnipotent. Can you say it with me? Omnipotent, which means his presence is what? His presence is all-powerful. Does he ever lack the power to do what he needs to do? No, absolutely not. He is always there. He is bigger than anything. So let's go through Job 42.2. Job 42.2 says, I know that you can do all things and that no purpose of yours can be thwarted. Matthew 19.26 says, But Jesus looked at them and said, With man this is impossible, but with God all things are possible. Because God is what? Say, omnipotent. Is that hard for you guys to say? Omnipotent. Okay, and the next one. Good job, Alex. Now next one. Emma, come on up. God is what? Can anybody say this with me? Omnipresent. Oh, I'm sorry. I didn't know you guys couldn't see it. So God is, say it with me, omnipresent. So what does that mean? His, his presence is everywhere. You can go nowhere that God is not there. Can you ever for, find a place on this earth or in the heavens that got nowhere? He is, where, he is what? Omni what? Present. 
Present. Present. His presence is everywhere. Psalm 139, 7 through 10, Emma. Where can I go from your spirit? Where can I flee from your presence? If I go up to the heavens, you are there. Right. If I make my bed in the depths, you right. are there. Right. If I rise on the wings of the dawn, if I settle on the far side of the sea, even there your hand will guide me. Your right hand will hold me fast. Excellent. That's so good. Amen. So God is always there. Jeremiah 23, 23 through 24. Am I only a God nearby, declares the Lord? Oh, come on. And not a God far away? Who can hide in secret places so that I cannot see them, declares the Lord? Do not I fill heaven and earth, declares the Lord. Mm, mm, mm. Good job. Give her snaps. Come on. All right, Caitlin's coming up. Now this next one, you guys are like, these are such big words. You're college students. You can do this. God is what? Oh, now you know this word? I thought you were going to stumble on it, but you knew it. Omniscient. Okay, he knows what? All things. His knowledge is what? He does not have to reason, search, or seek, or learn gradually. <laughs> that was my mistake. Okay, uh, Proverbs 3.19, Caitlin. By wisdom the Lord founded the earth. By understanding he created the heavens. Woo, okay. So Job 12.13. But true wisdom and power are found in God. Counsel and understanding are his. Excellent. Give her snaps. All right, Jordan, come on up. God is all wise. Good job, Caitlin. God is all wise. In addition to knowing everything, God applies the knowledge in the best way possible and the best possible way to achieve the best possible purposes. This gives us great comfort because how many of you have ever had somebody that has the wisdom to do something and they don't? Uh -oh. That's frustrating. Uh-oh right? They choose to walk the other way. He is wholly good, he's wholly wise, and he knows how to bring that wisdom and to do all the circumstances in your life. How many of you have ever felt like, I've missed God, I'll never get that, I'll, I'm forever. God works the, the next thing for your good, amen? amen? Amen. Okay, so that's good. Daniel 2, 20 through 22, Jordan. He said, praise the name of God forever yes, and he ever, did. for he has all wisdom and power. He controls the course of the world, world's events. Uh, he removes kings and sets up other kings. So does, should we stress out? Now, that mean, uh, that, does that mean that we should stress out no matter who is what and where is what? No, we shouldn't. We shouldn't out. stress out. Why? Because he's because what? he is in control. Because he is what? And he's what? What's that word he is? He's what? Because All the more wise. you know God, the more you trust God, and the more you don't freak out about everything. Come on. That doesn't mean you don't have a Come moment, on, but we should not be living as Christians. We should be in peace knowing that this is not our home. Come on. Right? Preach. And he's already over all of it. And some of you are like, well, I didn't want him to be this, or I don't want. I understand that. Let me tell you, 49 years, I don't always get who I want in whatever place. But I know who God is. Okay, you're being very quiet. Do you understand this? Do you understand that we can be different? There's things that we may not understand together, but we cannot, we have to stand firm together on the scripture. Right? Yeah. Amen. Okay. And then Ephesians 1 8. Wait, I didn't finish it. What did, you already did Ephesians 1 8? No, I didn't finish the. Oh, go back, go back. Uh, <laughs> Daniel 2 20. Uh, he gives wisdom to the wise and knowledge to the scholars. He, he reveals deep and mysterious things and knows what lies in hidden darkness. Uh, though he is surrounded by light. That's really good. That's really good. That's really That's good. Great. And then you Ephesians 1.8 is uh, he, has he has showered his kindness on us along with all wisdom and understanding. That's good stuff. Give him the hand. Thank you, Lord. Okay, now the next one is God is sovereign. 
Sovereign? Sovereign? Sovereign. It depends if you're from Buckingham or Richmond. Sovereign? Sovereign? Okay. All right. So God is sovereign. He has the absolute right to govern and deal with his creatures as he pleases. Now, to us, we think, well, is he just? He is just and he is good. Remember, we only have this perspective. He is sovereign, he is just, and he is good. So I remember one time to understand this revelation of this God is sovereign. Sometimes we don't understand because we don't have the full picture, right? So one time I, I saw something and you saw a mom who was like shaking a child and she was like yelling at this child. The child was little and she's yelling at this child and she's like yelling and you see this picture. It's this very small picture and this, this child is like kind of leaning and his eyes are droopy and the, child, and the mom is yelling and you, you automatically get this rage inside of you like how dare her. She shouldn't be yelling at this child. It's almost like she was slapping and she's hitting it. And they're like, what in the world? Then they show the next picture. I remember this in college. The next picture was... She's in a cabin in the middle of the woods, and they're snowed in, and it's negative 30 in the cabin. And if this child falls asleep, it won't wake up. What happens? You get a different perspective when you can see the full picture. Okay, so sometimes we don't see the full picture, and we don't understand. But when you know him, even when the circumstances scream the opposite, you can still trust him when you don't understand him. Okay? So we need to know him and build our confidence in him, in the mundane, in the unseen. Show up to small groups. Read your Bible. Well, I don't really feel like working out. Let me just tell you, you miss one workout, two works out, doesn't matter. But you miss six, six months of works out, works out? What is up with me? Workouts, it shows, Right? You can't bank on me just pouring or whoever's preaching on Tuesday to get your word. Let's get more. If you haven't gotten into the word, take, put your AirPods on and, and go through the Psalms as you're going back and forth to classes or you're driving, whatever. Build yourself up in the most holy faith, okay? So God is sovereign. Okay, so go ahead. Daniel 4:35. All the inhabitants of the earth are accounted as nothing, and he does according to his will among the, uh, the host of heaven, and among the uh, inhabitants of the earth. And none can stay his hand or say to him, what have you done? Wow. Oh, good. Okay, Matthew twenty fifteen. Am I not allowed to do what I choose with what belongs to me? Or do you begrudge my generosity? So the last will be the first and the first last. That is very, very good. So God is what? We're going to repeat that number seven again. God is what? Sovereign. Because he has the absolute right to govern and deal with his creatures as he pleases. Okay? I'm not God. You're not God. There are moments when things don't happen the way I wanted them to happen. If you're going to live on this earth more than a day, you're going to find that out. And that's when we're going to have to say, God is sovereign. I don't understand. But I guarantee you, one day we'll be in heaven and it'll all make sense. And sometimes we can't excuse things that we don't understand and it's not best for us to do that. And that's why the Bible will give us the scripture, and it'll help us, help us to say, he says, the peace that passes, what? Understanding. Because we are finite. God is what? Infinite. We see like this, he sees the full picture. Okay? So that's why we continue to pray. We continue to give it to him, and we continue to know and trust him. So God is Holy. He is morally perfect. He does only righteous acts. So, Annalise, Isaiah 6.3. 
And they were calling to one another, Holy, holy, holy is the Lord Almighty, the one, the whole earth is full of his glory. It's so good. Genesis 18, 25. Far be it from you to do such a thing, to kill the righteous with the wicked, treating the righteous and the wicked alike. Far be it from you. Will not the judge of all the earth do right? Okay, so because God is holy. He is a holy God. Remember, I've said this many times, but his grace will always draw us to his holiness. So his grace always draws us to his holiness. The world, when we're in the world, we start to drift. We just natch. Have you ever been in the ocean? Do you just stay at the front? Yes, you're not. No, you don't. Some of you are nodding. You've never been in the ocean if you just stay in one place in the ocean. That's not an ocean. That's a bathtub. Okay. When you go to the ocean, okay, when I go to the ocean and I take all my kids and, you know, and I put them all there, the boogie boards, sure enough, we're about 20 yards down when we're just playing. We don't even notice it. You just start to drift. In this world, because of the sin nature that is here, we have to constantly come back, and the word brings us back. Okay? And God graciously brings us back. His grace is like a rubber band drawing us back in. It's not him saying, I, I knew you couldn't do it. No, he is always giving us his spirit to empower us, to draw us into what? Holiness. Amen? So when you've heard people say, oh, I just got this, don't worry, I'm just under the grace of God. No, you're, you're just, and they're excusing their sin. That's not what we do, okay? God is holy. Now the last one, we're not going to go through the last one, the others today, just because of time. We're going to end with this with Q. God is faithful. Three of you said it. God is what? He is absolutely trustworthy. His word will never fail. So 1 Corinthians 10, 13, Q. <clears throat> <laughs> actually right here it says exclamation mark i know okay i did this you know why i was at lunch with somebody it took a little longer and so i didn't edit anything but i usually need edits too it's okay is it first corinthians it is right yeah i just use the exclamation mark it's not a man it's me <laughs> um all right so no temptation has overtaken you except what is common to mankind and god is faithful he will not let you be tempted beyond what you can bear. But when you are tempted, he will also provide a way out so that you can endure it. He's so good, isn't he? Because he's faithful. It's just his attribute. It's his character. And the more that you know his character, the more you trust him. And when you don't understand, he's still faithful. So tell, just, say the, just say this phrase, I have no excuse. I have no excuse. God has provided everything I need. God has provided everything that I need. I can live in his trust. I live in his trust. Amen, because he's faithful. <laughs> it's who he is. Matthew 24, 35. All right. Heaven and earth will pass away, but my words will never pass away. So what's that mean? They will never pass away. Never, ever pass away? Never. So when I'm having a bad day, his word, his word, it doesn't mean as much, right? Because my feelings are so big. No. His word is his word is his word. So the more we know him, the more we trust him. Are you with me? And the more we are, less moved. Now, that doesn't mean we don't have emotions. Emotions are indicators. They are not dictators. They are indicators of what you're feeling. Give that to the Lord. He will take your emotions and heal them. But he will deal with them. He's not going to just remove them. He will deal with the root of it. So many of us want to just, I don't want to feel bad. I don't want to feel anxious anymore. But the reality is, take that to the Lord. He says, when you're anxious, don't, he says, don't be anxious. Give it all to me. 
Okay? So let's stand up. Have you learned something today? I don't know why I sound Irish when I go like that. Have you learned something today? A bad Irish, but I didn't. Okay. Okay. How many of you want to grow in your trust with him? Yeah, I do. How many of you know that tomorrow circumstances, people are going to try to make you question who God is? But he's faithful and he's good, right? So let's just put our hands on our heart. And we ask God that you would help us, that you would reveal areas of our life tonight, that you would reveal any area of our life, circumstances that we haven't trusted you, that we've leaned on our own understanding. He's going to show you something. Someone, it's a car. You haven't trusted him for a car. Someone else, it's your future. Someone else, it's your calling. You don't trust him. You want to trust him. You say that you trust him, but you don't by your actions. And you don't by your stress. Give that to him. Just repent of it. Say, I'm sorry, God. I'm sorry, whatever that is. And there's no shame in that. You're human. You're walking through this because you're growing. And when you grow, you shed off something. You shed the old, and you're constantly growing into something new. Okay? So you have to let go of the old to get something new. So let go of that old thought and get this new thought. So, God, I thank you that you are spirit and you are infinite. You are omnipotent. You are omnipresent. You are omniscient. You are all wise and sovereign and holy, and you are faithful to us. We thank you there's no place on this earth, there's no place in the heavens that you are not good and you are not there. We thank you, God, that where we have been in error and where we have been in fear, it is not from you and we repent of it. And we ask that you would forgive us and that we would be a people, that we would be your people that know you, that trust you, that hear you, and that walk with you, and that trust in you. And we are not led by feelings, we are not led by man, we are not led by opinions of others, but we are led by your spirit and your word in us and who you are. Your pattern is faithful. Your pattern is good. Your pattern is holy. You are all wise. You are working every situation in our lives for the best possible outcome for us. We thank you, God, no matter what we've done, it is not given us an excuse to not go forward. You see us and you cover us. And so right now, we just ask that you forgive us of all of our sin. Some of you, you keep having this sin issue, and God is saying, give it to me every day. And you say, I keep giving it to him. Keep giving it to him every time you deal with it. And pretty soon, that will become like a third foot. You won't want it anymore. What you feel like you'll never get rid of, God is saying, I am bigger. He is faithful. He is stronger. He is the one that you need. And he will never leave you and he'll never forsake you. So, God, we ask that you give us that revelation and we'd walk in it, we'd talk in it, and we'd live our life accordingly. Let us be radically in love with you. Let us have no excuses. We give you our life. We give you the mission strips from the spring break to the summer. But more importantly, we give you tomorrow and we give you tonight. We die to ourselves and we say, have your way in our lives. And that when circumstances come, our relationship with you comes up and we can say that we know who you are. That we know you, we have a relationship with you and we trust you. And we won't be afraid to even die because we know who you are. We have an intimate relationship with you because your pattern is full of character. 
So God, we thank you as we're in process. Give us grace for ourselves. Help us to stop beating ourselves up. Help us to stop judging other people or circumstances or situations. Help us to love and to have faith and hope for everything. Or rebuke condemnation. Some of you, you have walked in condemnation so much. I don't know if it's from your father. I don't know if it's from someone. I cancel those words off of you now. You are loved. You are worthy for attention. You are important. And you will be a success in Jesus' name. You will fulfill what God has called you to do in him, in Jesus' name. Amen? Amen. Now, some of you right now, you need to get baptized in water. We are doing baptisms the beginning of November and the last Sunday of October. The reason we've actually added the last Sunday is because there's a little boy whose dad is a truck driver, and it's his birthday. And he has been asking Josh. He has been asking to get baptized, but we've been waiting for his dad to get off, and his dad works every Sunday and his dad asked off for his birthday and the mom said can we please let him get baptized how many of you know that's pretty cool right so we we're doing it the first Sunday of November and the last so we're just going to do both unless everybody wants to come on on October 31st and get baptized but six people gave their hearts to the Lord last week so we need to like six people so if you know, if that was one of you, please get baptized. There's no excuse for it. That changed my life when I got baptized, not just when I accepted the Lord. It was this decision to show the world, okay? So I love you. How many of you have grown a lot today? How many of you feel like God's stretching you? It's just the beginning. I'm proud of you. Look to your neighbor and say, I'm proud of you. I'm proud of you. I'm proud of you. You're going to make it. I love you. I love you. I love you. Is there anything else? We Friday night? We're going to have a party. It's going to be at the youth building. Come. If you want to dress in a costume, do it. If not, just come. We love you. It's going to be awesome.